You're listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 298. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Welcome back, you amazing humans. So glad you are here today because today's podcast episode is a good one where Selena Johnson is joining us all the way from the UK to chat about maximizing business success through effective delegation. Imagine reclaiming time, unleashing creativity, and driving growth by strategically passing the baton to your team via AKA delegation. Delegation isn't just about task distribution. It's about creating an environment where your team thrives and your business flourishes. So sit back and get ready to talk all things delegation with Selena and I so you can grow your business both for the short term and long term. Get ready for all levels of awesomeness. Hey, 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 Selena. So fun to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to get started. Goodness, I'm so excited because we have been talking so much about team inside of my masterminds, inside of workshops that I've been running, also just with like my peers, because delegation is so key to success, in my opinion, especially maximizing business success, especially even more than that when you start to scale your business. So having you on today is going to be an absolute treat because I know there are so many amazing humans out there that are like, is delegation worth it? I don't know. I don't have the money, blah, 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 blah. And I know we're going to get into maximizing business success through effective delegation on the podcast today. And I cannot wait. But before we hop into this awesome episode, I always like to ask a fun question to my guests so that the audience gets to know you a little bit better. And my fun question to you is I know that you just spent some time over in Venice, Italy. And I'm curious to know what was your favorite part about your holiday? Oh, it definitely has to be going on the water taxis. That was just epic. I've never experience anything like that before where you can only go travel by water and um, so it just felt so serene and it, it instantly coming out of the airport traveling to my hotel on the water and just feeling so relaxed feeling at peace um just excited for the adventures that was amazing for me Oh my goodness, how divine and magical does that sound? Pretty magical. I've never been to Venice. I've been to different parts of Italy, Italy, and Italy just is an amazing country. But Venice sounds just like another, you know, magic rabbit hole that you can fall into as you're off on water taxis. So how beautiful is that? Absolutely. Definitely add it to your bucket list. <laughs> I'm like, tick, I love good travel. Now, today 
the listeners might hear, because I know you're tuning in from the UK and we've got a lot of um, Australian and we've got a lot of uh, Americans and Canadians that listen to this particular podcast. And they may or may not know or have heard of you or awesomeness yet. So just in a simple nutshell, tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, et cetera, so that the audience can get to know a little bit more of your magic. Yeah, so my name is Selena. I have been working with clients for over the last 19 years within team operations. And what I do is I help CEOs delegate decision making to their teams so they can do more of the things that they love to do, whether that's creating greater impact in their business, more joy, more fulfillment, and just overall more peace. For you, why do you think the peace peace part comes into it? Because often people are like, I want more money, I want more money. And that's all well and good. But where do you think the peace part comes into play? Right. So when we start our business, we're juggling all the pieces. So we tend to extend our working hours where we're overworking into evenings and into weekends. There's a lot of moving pieces. Our to-do list just gets longer and longer. And often we get into this cycle where we're overwhelmed and overworked. So often the peace part comes into it because we set up our business for more freedom. um, But having a business can be really difficult when you haven't got other people working with you or you haven't got a system in place where you're not overexerting yourself. So the peace part is quite important because you need that unchecked time, that disconnected time where you can just be still and have that thought process and switch off from your business so it's very important I wouldn't say work-life balance is kind of the cliche term but having that piece is so fundamental to your business to get clarity in your business but also in your personal life I mean I couldn't agree more I think there's the importance of being able to rest in that notion of you've got to work hard you've got to work harder you've always got to be working your business I just think it's so much bullshit really um, and so I love that you've brought in right from the beginning the element of peace and that delegation can help ease that peace that restfulness that you need you know what I mean etc so I'm excited to talk more about that later on but for now let's explore maximizing you know business business success through effective delegation I'd love to know how crucial is effective delegation and for those that are out there who want to, you know, achieve long-term business success. Oh, yeah. It's so fundamental because when you have a team, you're paying them money, right? There's money coming out of your business. And I've I've seen a lot of times where business owners hire these amazing people they've got these ama- this amazing talent to bring they bring into the table but if they're not fully utilized the business is not getting the maximum return of investment mm. and that can be a really difficult spot to be in because you've got a lot of money going out but you're not got the money coming in and you're not seeing the trajectory of your business growing so essentially when you have someone coming in it should be freeing up your time to do more things that are creating greater impact in the business and that's that's where I focus on how can we maximize where's a missed opportunities, the gaps within your business that we can fill to make sure the team are fully at their optimum, because often team members might be at 30 percent. So what can we do to tune them up to 80 percent where they're at that level um, considerably majority of the time? And when we do that, you'll see the amazing shift within the business. Now, you talked about team, and I just want to rewind a little bit because I know there'll be listeners out there who are still solopreneurs, kicking ass, but still trying to do everything themselves. And the thought of the word team will stop people from the delegation system completely. Do you know what I mean? Because they've either heard in order to be successful, you need a large team. In order to do this, you need a team. But in my opinion, 
you can run a very successful business, you can delegate very successfully, and your team can be a lean machine. What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with being a solopreneur if that's what works for you. Um, but if you're at a stage where you feel like your things are being missed, deadlines are being missed, you're not responding to clients quick enough, your reputation's on the line, you're promising but not under-delivering, mm-hmm. then that's a key sign that you've got to change something. You've got to put automations in, you've got to become more efficient. And if you've done all those things and you're still seeing these red flags, that's time that you need to bring somebody in. And some people will say that's catch 22. Well, I can't afford it right now. Why don't you bring somebody in ad hoc to do a specific project or look at ways to make your business more efficient for you? That's the starting point. And then slowly you can build more blocks of bringing more people in and increasing those hours with maybe a freelancer to Mm. help to make some shifts within the business. So you don't need to employ somebody full time, 40 to 50 hours a week you can start off small and build that, build it up. And I love that because often people will say to me like, and you know, you must have such a big team. I've got 10 hours a week, an online business manager, five to 10 hours a week, my marketing coordinator, 15 hours a week for my admin. That's my core team that I see every single day. But I mean, I still have my podcast team, my website developer, whatever, but they like sit to the side. I'm not working with them on an ongoing thing. Those are project-based things, right? But my team is fairly lean altogether in order to run the business that we run. I'm looking at, you know, max 30 hours a week with everyone, excluding myself, obviously. But those 30 hours a week of delegation allow me to work on $500 tasks, $1,000 tasks, $10,000 tasks, right? And if I had to keep doing those $10 hour tasks, I wouldn't be where I am. So again, that efficiency and use of my time has been so imperative by being able to delegate. That's just some of the benefits I've seen. I'm curious to know what are some of the other key benefits that business owners can gain from mastering the skill of delegation that you've seen in your experience? Yeah, absolutely. So with myself and my business, the first thing I delegated out was blog writing because I noticed that it was something that was creating great traction I saw that I was getting a lot of interest through these blogs but I wasn't consistently keeping up with it Mm, so I hired blog writing because it it was taking me too long to do it and I had to be in the right mind frame to complete it and it was always something that was left at the bottom of my list to do and amazingly with once I delegated and was specific about what I wanted them to do we, we actually became number one on Google for specific search terms because somebody else was doing it for me. Now, if I didn't hire somebody, then I'll probably be on page 22 right now. Right, so yeah. it's, amazing. it's amazing. That's the return of investment for me because it's elevated my time. Another great example has been with clients where um, they wanted to update things on their website or they wanted to send out emails. It's, it's Like you said, it's $10 tasks. It's key for the business but it's not the best use of their time. So they've hired somebody to come in to support them with those back-end operations support. And they've hired them for maybe 20 hours a week. They've seen the, the, the shift in the business and that their time has become um, more free, freedom. So then mm. they've increased their hours. As they've increased their hours, they've seen a higher return of investment. We had one client who's seen an 87% return of investment from having somebody in their business to support them with the operations of the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like... We'll talk about tracking later on, but it's like once you start to see these results, you cannot turn a blind eye, right? Like it's like 
And for me, it's like, I want more freedom when I start to being able to delegate. And we'll talk a little bit more about that freedom, that peace again here in a minute. But before we do, what are some of the common challenges business owners face when trying to delegate tasks or responsibilities? And are there any particular like tips that you could give on how they could overcome this? Communication is the big one that I notice. There is a, a barrier between the team and the owner, the, the owner of the business. Mm-hmm. And what we do is bridge that gap. So there's clear communication channels between the both. And even if it's a remote support work, there is still even more important that there's that communication there. So it's being able to communicate with your team and align with the company's culture, the core values, the vision. What is it that you're trying to achieve? What's coming up in the business? Communicate that with them. So they get a big understanding of the bigger picture because often what's given to them is just one jigsaw puzzle of the Mm. bigger thousand pieces. But if they know all the thousand pieces of what's going on with the business, they can make better executive decisions within their role to then be more independent without relying on you to give them, feed them the information. So the communication bit is really important because often team members are just going in blind and don't understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, how it's connected to the vision of the company. So uh, a tip to help with that would be, how could you increase the communication within the business? Is it that you need to have consistent weekly meetings that are 30 minutes, that are structured agendas, that are specific topics that are discussed to make sure that you're moving forward within the business? Is it that you need to set up Slack so that you have some sort of way that they can ask questions should they need to have you created a clear job responsibility um role and responsibility that sets them up for success that shows their kpis what is it that they need to achieve within the next quarter so that we're always tracking what that person's responsibility is so you're clear but they are also clear what they need to achieve i couldn't you know i couldn't agree more that clear communication communication plays a major role in successful delegation. And I know for me, as you know, often I I think back of the first people that I hired and I'm like, back then being young, naive and everything. And I was like, oh, these people aren't doing their job. They suck. But I have found the majority of hires are not because of them. Don't get me wrong. There's always a few, you know, bad people out there. All right. But a lot of it came back to me and not having clear communication, not taking time to train, right? Not giving them what they need and, and understanding that each freelancer, each contractor, each employee, whoever you hire has their own perception about what they're supposed to be doing and what you want them to do. And when you leave them on their own to make up their own picture of what the company's doing, that's normally in my experience where disaster strikes. So for us, we too, we've got a weekly team meeting with the manager, a weekly team meeting with the marketing coordinator, then we've got quarterly you know, reviews of the overall business plan and are we on the right track, et cetera. And also I found personally with freelancers in particular and contractors, they miss like the water cooler talk, right? That you would have in a day job. And they love just chatting and just about life because being a business owner can be lonely. So also just having that space for them just to communicate in general has been really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. And one of one team member that I spoke to, I'll just catch up with her to see how she's doing with other clients. And she says, like, sometimes she feels like it's transactional with the other support that she has, because there isn't that chatter. So often I say, why don't you meet up five minutes before to have that conversation with them about, okay, what did you get up to over the weekend? Get to know them about like, what's their favorite film? 
what do they like to drink? When's their birthday? Because the more you get to know people, it just helps to solidify that relationship and it just makes it that long-term um, relationship with that business move for a much longer period of time. And I also feel that's where that trust, the loyalty and all that also comes into play, right? Because it's two strangers starting to work together. It's like this dance you do at the beginning, but the more opportunity you have to build that connection piece, I find, again, it, it helps for both short and long-term success. Now, for those that are listening out there tonight, they might be like, okay, this all sounds good. I might be ready to take that first step. But what are some practical strategies or steps that business owners can follow to delegate tasks in a way that ensures efficiency and maintains quality? Because one of the things I hear from people is, I might as well just do it myself. No one else can do it as good as me. They're not going to be as efficient as me. The quality is going to be shit because they're not me, right? It's just a story they tell them. And, and what I say is no one's ever going to be as good as we are in particular things because that's just what makes us happy. So I'm curious to know, like, what are your practical strategies or steps that business owners can follow to delegate tasks to ensure that efficiency and quality so that those business owners will actually hire and delegate accordingly? So, yeah, that's a big one. And um, there's a lot that I could talk about for probably one hour about this. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it short. So before I actually answer that question, there's two things you need to do prior to that. And that is to ensure you have a you've created a clear high level, maybe just top five things that that person's going to be done. Often people hire based on, OK, I'm too busy. I need someone to come in and do admin. But what admin are they doing? What are the specifics of their daily, weekly, monthly tasks? You need to get down to the specifics so that you're clear on exactly what they're doing. Like you said, otherwise you've got somebody thinking that they need to do this and it's actually they the business needs something else. So mm-hmm. it's very clear that you have bullet points of what it is, the task that they're going to be delivering for the business, creating an onboarding process so that you're giving them access to all the systems, the tools and resources they need to set them up for success. And then we get to the delegation piece. So the delegation piece is based on the first step I mentioned is these are the tasks and responsibilities. So I love to use a project management tool. It's the best best thing ever because it just takes everything from your mind and from the business down into one place. So you have a bird's eye view of what's going on with each individual team member or within each department of your business. You can track these are the tasks. This is the person responsible for it. This is the priority. This is the deadline. And you can keep a track of what's going on within each of those projects. So that's really key. And then to go into detail with each task, it's really clear that you have step by step of that 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 task. So if you've been doing that task before and you're delegating it to someone else. So mm. I mentioned before that I delegated blog writing. The easiest way to delegate that is to actually do it yourself for one last time. Record your screen um, using Loom, L-O-O-M, of you actually doing that task save that video into your project management tool so then they can actually go through that five minute video and see exactly how it needs to be so you're making it clear this is the expectations so anything below that is not acceptable Mm. so you're being very specific rather than saying can you do my blogs just make it 500 words it's not clear enough it's open to all sorts of connotations so we need to be specific about what the task is why we're doing it how do you want it done within what time frame and what does what does success look like for for completing that what's the standards of that task which this sounds because you're a pro at this do you know what I mean I've been doing this for a while I definitely wouldn't say I'm a pro but I've got into the habits do you know what I mean of the delegation skill and so when you make it like 
when you say it, it sounds so easy. It sounds so light. It flows so freely, right? But my question is, is you and I've been in the game for a while, but is delegation a skill that can be developed over time? If so, what are some ways that business owners can enhance the delegation skills? Because I think that's some of the fear that comes up, some of the stories, some of the things that limit them from delegating. So is it a skill that can be developed over time? Yes, absolutely. It's not something that you we're born with. We didn't all go to delegation university. So <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely something that we have to learn. And we learn from our mistakes. We are going to make mistakes. We are human. But it's learning from, okay, this didn't quite work right. What went wrong here? And how can I improve for the next time to avoid those issues coming up again? Mm -hmm. And this comes down to when working with team members about being a leader, cultivating your team so that you're maximizing the the, the business growth, but also the team sustainability. Mm -hmm. So it's you stepping up as a leader, but having the time capacity to work with them. Um, and this is a skill that I work with clients to make sure that they have the resources, the tools that they need, because you don't know what you don't know. So it's being able to go in to look at what are the missing areas of their business and then make a plan of what needs to be implemented to improve the quality of the work, but also to make sure that they feel confident delegating and making it easy for them to be able to free up their time and to delegate decision making to their team members. So one key step that I look at is we look at the delegation steps um, from one to seven and often what happens is we have um, team members where the clients believe that their team members are step six which means that this team member is taking all ownership the client doesn't need to get involved it's just done like their their stuff is done without them getting involved and a level one would be I had to feed you all the information, you need direction, you come back and ask questions, I then have to update you. And then that's where the case is, it's just easier to do it myself. Mm. So it's being able to get that clarity of where your team member is on those steps and then working with them to say, okay, you're currently around a level two, would you agree? How can we get you up to a level six? Because my focus is to be doing this. I need more free time to be doing these things, Mm. revenue generating tasks. I need to free up my time. How can we utilize your skills more? What can we do to be getting you up from a two to a four in the next three months? I like that because that scaling tool is really great because it also gives them onus to say where they're at and then you can provide feedback and then it gives them kind of like a ladder or a guide as to what you're wanting and where they need to be, right? And I think that's the thing is, if they don't know, they don't know. It's like the blind leading the blind per se, right? How can you expect them to know what you want them to do if they don't actually know the map that needs to be taken? So I love that scaling question that you asked there. I also know from when you go from solopreneur and start hiring and really truly stepping into that CEO role, there are big changes that come with that. And some of those changes that I personally had to look at was What is my role description now? Because what my role description was has also changed. And I don't know about you, but I see people forgetting to update their own role description as the CEO. And one of the things that when I did update my role description, it included around people management, because obviously I had a team and I was listening to Amy Porterfield and Marie Folio and all those people saying like, you've got to be a people manager. However, what I found in the CEO role is I am not a people manager. I'm like, get your fucking job done. Let's burn done. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want, I don't want to talk about cups of tea. I don't want to talk about dogs or babies. I just want to get my work done. That's just how my brain works. But I know people want to talk about and have a cup of tea, right? 
So for me, I had to look at my organizational structure and go, this I can't do. So I hired an online business manager to be that middle person. And her skill set is really around the people management. Have you also seen how CEOs need to be able to understand what their role is, where it begins and where it ends? And if not, does things get messy in that delegation cycle? Yeah, and I'm glad you found that that gap and you hide. That's just perfect. So you must be in an amazing place now that you've got that that OBM in. Um, it's really important to have that balance there um, and to understand, okay, what is my vision? What are mm. the three things I should be focusing on? Because that's where we often miss out. We're doing mm. a lot of the doing. Um, we're often the COE, the chief of everything when we're a solopreneur. We need to go from the COE to the CEO, the chief executive officer of the business mm. and to do that we need to make that shift from away from I can do everything I can do it all because it's it's me I can do the best to okay I'm what can I delegate today what can I do to free up my time so that I'm just focusing on the high value stuff mm. and making that shift over is very key to understanding what are the three things that you should be focusing on is that joint ventures is it partnerships is it client communication experiences? Is it looking at new ways to bring more money into the business? They're normally the areas that clients are, are work uh, are working on, the CEOs of businesses. So mm. anything else delegated out to someone else. But it's also looking, as you said, what is your style of the way you work? Are you a people's person? Are you more about strategy? Are you, what is it that you love to do? And what are the missing pieces that you may need to bring somebody else in to help to fill in the gaps for you to make sure that you've got a unison full circle there? Um, Because otherwise you are going to get roadblocks, you're going to get challenges. And when one challenge comes up, you know, four others come knocking. And then it's really difficult because as you're scaling your business, it holds you back because the team are not able to keep uphold with the capacity of where the business is going so it's really key that you have those pieces in place to ensure and that's what I do with my clients through a method that I created I love my team method where we Mm. go through five key areas which is communicate clarify command cultivate and claim and what we're making sure is all those five areas are full and then optimum so that as you scale your business the foundations of your team are in place and I love again that you talked about the foundations because I always often talk on the podcast with the story of the three little pigs. Most businesses come to me and they've got a business made out of hay or a business made out of sticks. It's there, but it wouldn't take much for that ship to crumble. And so building the foundations like you do, solid website, messaging, pricing, offers, funnels, etc. The foundational piece also is team. And I think people forget how vital it is to build that foundational piece around team, which then leads to the delegation. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Now, my one of my we're, just as we start to wrap up, one of my final questions that I want to start asking you is this: like, I know there'll be resistance with people going, like, again, I should just do it myself. I don't have the money, whatever. But how can business owners measure the success of their delegation efforts, and what indicators should they look for to gauge if it's actually impacting their business or harming their business? I think it comes down to what does success look like for you. Mm-hmm. So my success. Like so, money secondary for me. The first thing that I'm looking for is more peace, more joy, more fulfillment. Knowing that I can take summer off and be with my children and create memories, that I can go on holiday and not have to be on my laptop and have a switched off time, that mm. I can go to my kids' day, that I can go for coffee with my friends, that I can stop at a reasonable time in the day and have the have time to think or 
to be able to sit in my daydreaming chair in, in, at lunchtime. It's these little things that make it worthwhile for me. And the reason why I became an entrepreneur is the first main piece to that. So to measure the success, it's for me is that I've got more time, more freedom. And for other clients, it may be that their revenue's increasing, that they're trying to hit the seven-figure mark or beyond. It may be that they want to create greater impact in other people's lives so that they're reaching more people. So we to evaluate that return of investment is what are you getting out of those team members? And the, the easiest way I find to do that is the, the time capacity is, okay, if this person's coming in part-time or full-time, are you able to create more space within your business to do more things? And if you find that you're not getting more time, that you're spending more time working with them, that you've tried different ways to work with them and you're finding that you haven't got the free time, that you're constantly firefighting, you're picking up the pieces, then that's an obstacle. Something's not quite right going on there and that needs fixing urgently sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great way for them to measure. And I also love that, again, you've talked about that they're measuring their delegation efforts and success based on what it is that they want. Because if you don't want a seven-figure business and that's what you're measuring, well, then it's all, you're always going to fail, right? But if you're measuring about how many you know ballet sessions you can go to or many coffees you can have with your friends and just have a, or even an afternoon nap, then that's going to be very different. So I love that you really personalize it because I'm a big person that you can't cookie cutter a business, right? It has to be personalized based on alignment, individual needs, families, goals, et cetera. So I really, really appreciate that. This has been absolutely fantastic. And like I said, we've been talking about teams, delegation, systems, et cetera, for a while now in the podcast. So having you here specifically talking about delegation has been such a vital part, do you know what I mean, for those business owners out there. For those listeners wanting to connect with you, where can they find you? So you can find me hanging out on Instagram um, at I am Selena Johnson. You can also go to my website, selenajohnson.com. I currently have a free quiz which will help you to discover your team leadership score so that you can bridge the gaps within your team operations and boost your growth for more freedom, more joy, um, and and to create that self-sufficient team, which is the optimum. I think most people want that. Mm -hmm. So you can go to selenajohnson.com forward slash quiz to get access to that today. And I think everyone should run, not walk to do that, because the sooner that you've got more insight into that, the better it is going to be collectively for your business. So that sounds like an absolute gem. Now, looking back on your business journey, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? I'll say my human design. Like if anyone comes to me, they're starting up and they're like, what is it I need to know? It's like, do your human design. I only discovered that like year six. Mm-hmm. And it's been so instrumental. It's something that I always like my Bible. I always go back to it because it gives me so much clarity and direction because sometimes we often don't trust our gut instinct and we may go looking somewhere else for the answer, mm. but often the truth is right there in front of us. And it's been so, so useful for me to guide me and to get I'm more understanding of me, the way I work and the way I have built relationships with people and how I flow with ease. So that's been really, really useful to, to go through my human design. And what are you in human design? I'm a generator. 
Okay. I thought that, but I never like to assume, do you know what I mean? So yes, that's good. Because I also often talk about human design on the podcast, but also with my clients. One of the things when they get onboarded in any of my programs is we give them a 55-page human design report done by Eric Claire Jones over in America. And it is a game changer in, in so many levels. And again, if you're not familiar with human design, we won't get into it. It will take us forever, a whole other podcast episode, but I encourage you to go back to episode. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but with Aaron Claire Jones, human design is so, so crucial. I don't, um, it's like anything. It's like how to build a funnel, how to delegate. I take pieces of it and infuse it into my world for what works for me. But I can tell you almost everyone that has had their human design done is just like open up like doorways of awesomeness. Do you know what I mean? So I strongly, strongly encourage you to check out your human design. And for you, amazing human, no matter where you are in the world, I hope you're having a beautiful day. Don't forget to join us for another awesome episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show on our next episode when it drops. If you haven't left a review, please do so. And if you haven't already subscribed, make sure you do too, so you can become aware when those next episodes drop. But for now, Selena, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're getting ready to kind of wrap everything up. You're heading to Dubai to celebrate your 40th. So from Australia to you, happy birthday in the next week or so. I hope you enjoy your 40th creating those beautiful memories and thank you so much for uh today oh thank you so much thanks for listening to the angela henderson online business show www.angelahenderson.com.au